0: نعم الجليس مدى حياتك مصحف يجلو هموم النفس والوجدان فيه الهدايه والسعاده والرضا وهو الدليل لجنه الرحمن عن عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه قال قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ خَيْرُكُم مَّنْ تَعَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنَ وَعَلَّمَهُ رَوَاهُ الْبُخَارِي Uthman ibn Affan, May Allah be pleased with him, reported The Messenger of Allah, صلى الله عليه وسلم, said The best amongst you is the one who learns the Qur'an and teaches it. This hadith can be found in Sahih Bukhari. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You're welcome to Quran Psycho Mustafa and still on our series, Genuine Hafad, we'll take you through stories and challenges of people that have completed their memorization of the entire Quran. Ta'ala. We're deeply delighted to have our guest join us today, a very humble personality, and the person of Ustaza Hafidah Hamida Abdul Ghani. Ya Shaykh, alaykum.
1: Wa Alaikum wa, ta'ala wa I'm really honored to join the program Jazakum
0: wa Antum Ya So I was thinking, you probably might have heard about Qur'an cycle prior to now and especially this is our series done with the hafaz. Tell us what you think about this series
1: Actually, the first time I heard about Qur'an cycle with Mustafa I heard about it from one of my friends you released a new episode then so he just sent me the link and i listened to it i was related that oh, somebody could be doing this i was very happy then i think after then i used to follow it Enter my end of another episode i'm going to listen to it so that was how i started listening to quran cycles and
0: Hmm. alhamdulillah and so before we delve in properly into your memorization journey we want you to introduce yourself to our listeners tell us what you do and how your Quran journey started.
1: Now, I'm Hamid Abdul Ghani, I'm an Indian of Ibadan, Oyo State. I'm a student of the University of Ibada, studying Arabic and Islamic Studies, 200 level. Without taking much of our time, I think the journey of my Quran memorization started since I was very, very small. My parents, they were this kind of people with this ideology that as far as you are pursuing your vision of having a sound education, your Islamic education was also being intact. Hmm, interesting. So, since I was very small from my primary school days, my mom enrolled us with one who start, start, start tajjidin, may Allah continue to bless him.
0: I uh, mean,
1: so there I started memorizing rising Quran. I started from the scratch, like, you know, teaching you how to. Pronounce, how to read. Then it started that way. Then like it was very tough because after going to school from morning till afternoon. Then when you get back from school, you have to go to Madrasa. I know it was not very easy. You know, kids want to play, but then my mom will tell you that after school you go to Madrasa. So it was not a kind of that easy. But we started. Then I started rising Quran since I was in, I think I was in primary one, or maybe nausea class. So alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. It's been memories that, when I remember them, I'm always very happy. Even though then I was like, ah, these people don't like me. They're always camping me somewhere. You do this, do that, something like that.
0: Hmm, interesting. Such wonderful parents you've got. BarakAllahu fikum wa barakAllahu alayhim I mean. Before we look into that journey, I want you to comment on this. We all know that one is going to put in a lot of effort to be able to complete the journey of memorizing the entire Quran, but then again, we should not forget the Allah factor—the fact that Allah makes it easy for whoever He wishes and grants whoever He wishes um, the ability to complete the memorization of the entire Quran. So, what is your take on this? You see, the
1: thing is, when I was small, I never had the ideology that because a blessing, like you know. Like as a small child. It was as if they were forcing me to do things then. But as I grew older, like when I got to secondary school, that was when I realized the importance of what my parents did for me. Among my peers, they would be like, Oh, I mean, has memorized this amount of adza and others have not even done up to that. So I was very happy within myself. That was when the understanding that this thing is a blessing from Allah and you know it's something I must keep and something that I must take care of like i'm taking care of myself though it's not very easy so i believe it also depends on determination because anything we want to delve into in this life we have to put in determination first because someone who is not even focused cannot ever achieve anything so for somebody who is focused at least in there already so determination must be one of the foremost things to put in mind so when you are even determined then you put everything in the hands of Allah, then I believe everything will
0: be fine. Hmm. Shukran Jazilan, for that beautiful comment on this matter. Until now, we want you to take us on a full ride through your journey. You already told us about how we started. We want you to pick it up from there and give us a full insight into your memorization journey. Not forgetting to highlight some of those challenges you faced whilst memorizing and how you overcame out of those challenges.
1: Now, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So starting from the beginning, when I started memorizing the Qur'an, I started with, let's say, I memorized certain notes a day, then moving forward, moving forward. So then I was not even serious with it because I started memorizing when I was in primary school. So then my Ustaz was this kind of very strict person. So it was always in for business, like no time to play. I know I was a very small kid then, so I wasn't taken serious. So I could remember the times we were beaten, and you know, when I get home because the fear of being beaten tomorrow again, I have to memorize it. And you know, there were even some stories that... Moussa will read it for us and you ensure that before we leave Madrasa that day, at least we are very conversant with it. So when we get home, when we read it over and over again, we've already gotten it. So after school every day, I go to Madrasa like having no time to waste, and most of the time the start it comes to our house. So through there, I was memorizing little by little, little by little. So before I entered my secondary school, I memorized like 10 adza from Nas to sort to Ru. So when I got to secondary school, you know, mingling western education with my Quran memorization in a boarding school wasn't that kind of easy because in my fifth class, when I got to my secondary school, we're not in the same level. Some people were higher than others, so and it was not very easy for the assertive to take us together. So it was an individual thing. So I was not very very serious with it. So what I did then, throughout my junior school days, I was just revising. I was revising. I was revising. I just held on to my ten juzu. Then I was rising little by little, little by little on my own, and I read it for my hostad. So when I get home, like, you know, I'm no more under the nose of my former hostad. So the monitoring reduced a lot. So I was just doing it on my own, and it was not very easy. You know, sometimes the zeal to just fly away. Another time it to come again. I'll be like, oh, I'm mean, I relenting. So I will rise again. Though I started rising like three lines. So, so I started increasing to half a page. Then when I was still in primary school, my sister used to force us to like memorize a page. So I started memorizing a page from my primary school. And it even improved before I left primary school to one and a half page.
0: Hmm. So the
1: memorizing was like an easy task for me then because as a small child, it was very easy for me to memorize. So when I got to my secondary school, I was memorizing like two pages, though it was not very very consistent. So I continued like that and like that. Through all antiques. I was able to memorize like five I did that before I left my secondary school, so adding up to like 15 jizu. So I completed my 15 jizu before I left my secondary school. So after secondary school, it was not kind of easy see the 15 jizu that i memorized they were the ones that stick true because i memorized it diligently then so the ones that i memorized on my own after then they were just like as if i was as if i was playing because i was just determined to memorize i was not even revising them i was bent on like moving forward moving forward moving forward so the 15 jizu i made sure that i used to do the moroja even though it was not very easy doing on my own Sometimes I'll be very lazy because there was no monitoring and it was just on my own. Actually, I learned of my madrasa where I finished my heath during my secondary school days because one of my seniors finished his memorization there too. So I was always hoping that, okay, one day maybe I'm going to be one of their students too. So... After leaving secondary school, one of my classmates took the lead and it was already there. And, you know, like within two months and when we talked, they told me that it was already in Swatu Tu And the last time I learned, it was memorizing. It was still in, I think, sort to Sabah or something. I was like, wow.
0: Hmm, interesting. MashaAllah.
1: I was picturing myself that what was I doing? And, no, you know, my target was to finish my head before entering university. So I was like, oh God, so... Is this possible? So I informed my dad about it. So my dad was like, money was the, the like the expenses and all. So I went to meet my staff that guided me through finishing my heave because I was so bent on going to that modesta and I was so bent on finishing my heave because it remained like four months before resumption. Then so I searched for his number. I went to the modesta at Loguerre in Ibadan. So I went there. I spoke with him, I told him to him to beg my dad that I was so much bent on attending Namajosa and I want to finish my heath before entering university. So alhamdulillah he assisted me, he spoke with my dad and then he agreed, though before that time I memorized from Isra to Ibrahim on my own but I was still having issues with them. So. Alhamdulillah, I joined the Modrosa, October 26, 2018. Then, when I first got there, I had to revise, like seriously revise, because Modrosa doesn't take, like, you just jumping and jumping and jumping, doesn't take that for a year. So, he believes you should be able to prove what you said you've memorized, and you should be able to, like, beat your chest that if they should test me, I'm going to read this thing. So when I got there, the old 15 Jews I did test from, October 27th till November 15th. Then I started memorizing again. So I started memorizing and I knew that I had a little period of time. I was so much bent on finishing. I increased the number of pages that I memorized and it's kind of scary. I've memorized 10 pages per day just to catch up and just to make sure that I'm meeting my targets. And some other times, seven, some other times, eight. But when I got to sort in Nisa, stopped me because you know the fear that's what inside is kind of dusky, so i reduced my pace then so memorizing my quran it was not very easy because i can remember the times i was being busy and sometimes you go to my start to reach for him and you know you'll be prepared a whole lot of preparations that oh i memorized this page and when you get to reach for him you'll be making a whole lot of mistakes you realize that you still have so much work to do you'll be like ah upon all my efforts sometimes if you like backing off like ah oh this thing is taking a whole lot of my time. i have many other things to do but you remember again that the gain of you memorizing this thing is even more worthwhile than all those things they are planning to do
0: mm, truly
1: so i gave up everything then like i was there throughout you know something like ah sure, you want to die then something like that so all those comments, so sometimes they'll put you back and be like, ah, this thing. But you remember that it's not as if you are somewhere, maybe where you are practicing what Allah forbids, or maybe what you are doing there will hand you sin rather than reward. So I feel like you are doing something that Allah loves, and this will hand you reward that no other person can even reward you than the reward Allah will give you. So I can remember the toughest that I memorized was Surah sort of An'am. That's That really gave me problem. Like it really, really gave me problem. I think I memorized it like five times, because after I memorized the first time, and I had to memorize again and again and again. I even memorized with my start, like we memorized it together, that we we'll read together, like as if we are memorizing. After that again, I still have problem with it. Another surah that gave me problem was surah two, off. Like I felt like, oh, oh can't I jump this surah and go to other surah? Something sura this also gave me little problem. So. I don't know, it was a miraculous journey that anytime I think about it, I will be like, ah, Allah is great. The greatness is out of this world. I can't even explain it because when I realized I was done by January 18, 2019, I was like, so so it was not up to three months when I completed the remaining Like I was surprised and I was very proud of myself that I could do this and I'm very sure that I made my parents proud because I was not pursuing it for any worldly sake or because of somebody praising me, I knew I was doing it for Allah's sake and I knew that was the determination that always kept me going, even when I had setbacks that okay I have this problem with surah. Then you have sleepless nights, it's now that ah, Alhamdulillah, Allah is easy for every one of us. Then when I first got to al the schedule was kind of very very tight like it was kind of tight like classes in the morning in the midnight in the afternoon in the evening in the night you like ah what time do you have to rest when i first got there, we used to wake up like one o'clock then it changed to three o'clock so you know then like somebody should just come and wake you up from your sleep yeah stand up or oh, come and read quran and you know you have to do it because it's something you must do and you know, if you don't do it, you're already setting yourself back. So you have to just strive and, you know, keep going. And you have to strengthen yourself, encourage yourself. Even if you don't find somebody to encourage you. Sometimes, when you're already prepared that, I want to read this thing. I've memorized this thing perfectly. And I want to go and read it for my start. When you get there, and you forget everything, and you be like, Allah, Akbar like, and I memorize this thing, and I make sure I memorize it the right way. That's just the power of Allah.
0: Hmm, truly.
1: So as it's very difficult, there are some times that it will be very, very easy for you. So the only thing we need to do is, even in life, we have challenges. So you should take it as your challenges and then you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Because when you decide to stop, the zeal may never come again. So it's just that you should just keep going and you know that it's more worthwhile than you leaving in it. Because when you leave it, you don't know when you're going to have the opportunity to ever do that kind of thing again. I know the mightiness of the honor and the prestige that i have within myself from memorizing the quran lies with Allah because i believe some people may not even say anything it's like you memorize quran so what so but you know the prestige and the honor you know, lies with Allah You know definitely we all have challenges when you start thinking about those challenges so deeply that they start taking you down. They start preventing you to start making other progresses. That means you're already making those challenges your failure. So, but when you decide to work on those challenges and improve yourself, that's when you are doing the right thing. Because when you make mistakes while you're reading from my start, we ask you to go back and read it again. You will have messy on you that at least you've tried just go like that. You have to go back and go and memorize. So that kind of thing puts some people at back that, okay, ah, after all this stress and I have to go through this again. But I always have this belief that when I start saying I'm not going to improve myself, when exactly am I going to improve myself? When I start procrastinating. So it's something that after I faced a challenge, when I was on rising Quran, I think one of the things I did was I used to make sure I take an effort immediately to cover up for the mistakes I've done. And as I was memorizing that, I had this problem of advising at the same time. So the challenges were so much that sometimes you'd be like, Ah, oh, well, I just assist me. So the only thing somebody can do when you face these challenges with the Quran is just you pray and you continue to strive. You pray and continue to strive because that's the best thing one can do.
0: Hmm, truly, one of the best things that can be done is to actually pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to continue to strive, just like you said. Uh, you really really made mention of a lot of things and I must say big khairan for that.
1: وياكم.
0: However, I'm gonna hold you on two points that I want you to buttress. The very first point is the fact that you mentioned you were memorizing about 10 pages per day. Allah akbar. How were you able to do that? If you were to memorize now, tell us how you would memorize. That is the first one. The second one is how did you make a plan for your Murajah? whilst you were memorising. I know this could be a very, very daunting task. So how were you able to do that?
1: Now, so, you know, at that time, it was because of what I had from my classmate then, who was, like, within two months, was getting to tauba and I was amazed. I was pacing myself, because I was wondering, what was that going to be done with mine? So I was very determined then that, whenever I was able to go to that hairdresser, I'm going to put in my best, so the the thing i do is that you know we have like a number of time for classes i do do revision merger during midnight classes and night classes the other classes are for memorization most of the time i do with like two pages in the morning and i think i can memorize like two or three pages on a sitting. it's possible for me so what i do is when i want to memorize a page i'll read the first three verses beginning that page i'll read it like a lot of times i'll read it then before i even get to like say i want to memorize i'm already very very conversant with it because that was the method my sisters used for me since i was small so that method really assisted me so when i read something continuously i get to be conversant with it so that was one of the methods that i used to use so when i'm done with that three verses i move to the next three verses again so when i'm done with those three verses then i will reach from the beginning of the page then i'm going to read again to the sixth verse then i'm going to move down again so but for verses that are long i mean it's just one verse at a time so when i'm done with that one verse then i move to the second one for example now most of the ayats and swords in the south they are very long not even the source in the south so i love to know some other surah in the quran So, for longer ayats, I memorize them one by one. For ayats that, like, they are still short, let's say, like, two lines and a little, or maybe a line and a little, or a line alone. Those ones are still very easy for me to memorize at a time. So, when I repeat it, I'm very conversant with it, then, through that, I'll be able to memorize that page. So, when I'm done with the whole page, I'll read the page again, like, three times or five times before i move to the next page when i read the next page i'll do the same thing for the next page and before i read the third page if i'm planning to memorize three pages in a sitting, so i'll memorize that three pages i'll memorize it when i'm done with the second page then i'm going to read again from the beginning so ensuring that as i'm leaving it for another i'm already able to read on my own without making mistake but when you are too eager to memorize sometimes and it actually happens to me sometimes too. Like when you are too eager, so maybe there's a particular straw that, okay, maybe you already getting to the end of the Sura and you want to quickly move to the other Sura, so you'll be very eager that, I want to finish this Sura and just go to another Sura. So you'll be very eager. So at those times, one should be very, very careful because the eagerness tends to lead to, the memorization will be very quick and it will be blurry, not like very sharp like others. So when I get to those stages, i'm very 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 conscious of myself and you know like just to ensure i'm very conscious of what i'm memorizing and i personally to it so when i followed that particular method and i read consistently i read consistently so it really assisted me so that was the method i was using and one of the things that i did when i was memorizing the quran and now if i want to memorize anything i can't memorize something where there are plenty people or something like that just like for reading the way some people say you cannot read in a lousy area so i assimilate well when i'm sitting on my own and you know i'm focusing on what i'm reading not looking around and you know i'm sitting at a specified corner or something so i tend to assimilate more and I can say, if I concentrate well, I can revise the page even lesser than 20 minutes or so. I think that's even much. So, it's something that I became very conversant with and it really assisted me. For my Muroja, then the weekdays, Monday to Friday, it was just normal classes. We don't really have classes on weekends. So, what I did then was, I used my weekends for Muroja mainly. But the afternoon during weekdays too, I do roger also. And during midnight and night classes so it was like you no. Know, sometimes when you don't meet up with your roger the time changes so i change it again so it was all something that was consistent so i write it like often and often just to fit in with what i feel i'll be comfortable with and then i follow it again when i feel there is need for changes i change it again but now that i'm finally done so i do five juzo every day i you know keeping up to the number of ads that you have to do every day it's not always very easy you know you have some other tasks you have to carry out too. so it's something that you schedule your time in, in a way that okay i'm going to do this one juzu at this particular time maybe in the morning then three juzu at another lesser area like maybe lesser time when you are free maybe you're leisure then you fix another time for another for maybe like 10 pages it's something that you just devise a plan for yourself. Some people now they find it very a um, for example, I can do my merger when people are around me, so I don't have problem with that. So I feel okay, this class this class, or maybe at this particular time I'll be around people and I can still move my mouth and do my merger. So I can fix my merger for that time, then I'll just like be whispering to myself and I'll be reading on my own. So one you just know what works for one and what does not work for one so it's because i'm able to realize that okay these particular things work for me and these particular things don't work for me that was one of those things that really assisted me and there was a time i tried to change my method of memorizing i really affected me for example now i imitated one method from one of my sisters they used to memorize with english quran so when i tried to imitate them it really, really affected me. The only thing, if I want to memorize the meaning of an ayah or something, is I'll just sit down with maybe like English Quran or any way I can get the meaning, and I'll ponder over it and through that, I can get the meaning. But when I tried to imitate them, copying them, memorizing the Quran that same way, really affected me. So I felt the method that works for one cannot work for the other. So you have to study yourself, and you ensure that you are using the method that best works for you. So, the realisation will be faster and then your merger also will be faster. You won't be lagging behind. Okay, I'm supposed to do two Juzu today. Then I did one because I was unable to meet up. So, you'll be able to achieve whatever you've planned to do and you'll be able to, you know, keep on going and keep on going.
0: Hmm, Azim. you really hit the nail on the head. I hope all of our listeners would have picked Valuable points from all you've said so far, and so we've come to that point where we we'll tell our guests to tell us their best surah, recite a portion of it to us, and share some lessons from it as well. Bismillah, your bismillah, rahim My best
1: surah is, yeah, and okay, let me read from verse 82 to 85 or 86. Okay. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أفلا يتدبرون القرآن ولو كان من عند غير الله لوجدوا ولو كان من عند غير الله لوجدوا فيه اختلافا كثيرا وإذا جاءهم أمر من الأمن أو الخوف أذاعوا به ولو ودوه إلى الرسول وإلى أولي الأمر منهم لا لعلمه الذين يستنبطونه منهم ولولا فضل الله عليكم ورحمته لاتبعتم الشيطان إلا قليلا فقاتل في سبيل الله لا تكلف إلا نفسك وحرض المؤمنين عسى الله ان يكف باس الذين كفروا والله اشد باسا واشد تنقيلا من يشفع شفاعة حسنتين يقل له نصيب منها، ومن يشفع شفاعة سجئة يقل له كفل منها. وكان الله على كل شيء مقيتا وإذا حييتم بتحية فحيوا بأحسن منها أو وجوها Inna Allah kana ala kulli The major reasons why I'm always moving and reading these ayahs is though there are many other places in the Qur'an too where basic etiquettes of living a good life like Allah disclosed them for us as Muslims so for example now in verse 85-86 of the ayahs that I read Allah was saying, whoever intercedes for a good cause will have the reward and whosoever intercedes for an evil cause will have a share in his burden. and Allah is ever able to do and is always next to everything. And the second one says that when somebody greets you, greet in return with what is um, better than it or return is equally. Certainly. Allah is ever careful and account taker of all things so what I learned from this ayah is that seriously like there are many things that we should if if we take the quran as it's supposed to be taken our life will become much more easier and way better
0: hmm.
1: so enter my really. like I believe these are simple etiquettes that muslims should imbibe and you know put into practice like and i was saying when you participate in something good then you are going to earn your reward and when you decide to participate or mingle up with people to do something that is bad you are going to take a share of that bad deed so it will prevent you from involving in bad things and when you say people that want to do something that is not good you'll be able to correct them that oh this thing you are going to do is something that will end you sin instead of reward from allah and then you earn your own reward from there by correcting them too and the next ayah teaches the importance of salam and people said how should salam abayinakim. spread the salam among people so allah is also saying this in the quran that whenever somebody greets you you return the greeting in a way that you earn more reward than the person that is greeting you or you return equally so allah has been merciful and is always merciful so you know the quran is just like a doctrine for us to live our life so if we take it as we are supposed to, then I think things will be more easier for us. And may Allah make everything easy for everyone, and those who are striving and those who are trying. May Allah make it easy for everybody. And those who already know about the Quran, may Allah make it easy for them to continue to practice what they have memorized and what they are reading.
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, shukran jazilan for those beautiful reflections and those beautiful verses of Allah Taala, Indeed, you need a basic etiquette for us Muslims to imbibe, just like you said Ya I must say, it's been a wonderful time out with you You've really really answered all of our questions in depth You know, giving us full insight into all of what we asked you And at this juncture, we've come to the end of our program today we would like to ask you if you have any final words to all of our listeners out there, those currently on the path of memorizing the Quran, those who haven't started to memorize the Quran, and those that are still thinking about the whole process involved in memorizing the Quran. What final words do you have for them? So, you know,
1: rising as- Quran is a task on his own. Mella should make it easy for everybody and those that memorized and those that are still aspiring and those that are memorizing. It's a task that when you venture into it, it's a forever thing, just like when you're married to something. So when you venture into the realm of memorizing Quran or dealing with the Quran, it's a forever thing till we die. It's something that we must do till we die. Because if you decide to leave it, it leaves you. When you leave the Quran for a day, it's as if it leaves you for like thousand years because things you've stressed yourself, you really try to memorize, you forget them, and when you start reading again, you'll be feeling as if you've not even memorized that particular story or maybe that particular area. So to save yourself the stress of going through the stress you went through when you memorized it, you just have to devise various plans, time out of no time. So you look for time and you know. I think rising this quran when we include it in our daily schedule is going to be very easy for us but somebody that has a number of roots he or she carries out every day so you don't expect like it's not as if you just sit down and start saying okay let me read quran at this particular time even if you carry that quran you later feel like this is what i'm planning to do at this particular time so Memorizing Quran or revising it should be part of our plan if we are ready to go into the realm of like this journey of memorizing Quran So as far as you are memorizing Quran, you also have to include the period for your revision Because you can't just be memorizing and not revising Because when you definitely don't revise, you forget and it's just to memorize again It leads to something that I'm not even memorizing again So for those that are aspiring one of my own mindset is that you know some people actually can multitask but if you want to multitask like memorizing quran with other things it will be very fast because you want to give one thing attention over the other and i feel quran needs attention serious attention serious one at that because if you refuse to give the quran the attention that it needs you won't really achieve what you Aspire to achieve because it's going to be slow and you know it's going to be putting you aback, like oh, oh, after all this time that I spent on memorizing this thing, so I've only been able to memorize half a page or something. So it's something that if we can look for an easier way to do it, then I think it will be better, even though we are going to multitask. For example, somebody that is working and wants to memorize Quran. So you know, okay, maybe when I go to work in the morning and when I come back in the night, I come back to memorize, no shaking. So I have to memorize, and you know, you have to devise plan for vision too. So for those people that are memorizing, may Allah make it easy for everybody, and we should not forget that we should also include our vision in it. And I feel the efforts we are putting in, in memorizing this Quran, it's worth it, and I believe that Allah is going to reward us all. So. We shouldn't feel tired, we should continue to strive and I believe Allah is going to call on our efforts. And as we are expanding the family of Hufad, we keep expanding day by day, we keep expanding day by day. May continues to make it easy for everybody. And when we are on the journey and afterwards, may Allah make it easy for everybody. We should all be proud of ourselves that we are Hufad of the Quran and we are the protectors of Allah's book. So we should always be proud of it everywhere and at every point in time because we are really gems that Allah really love and we should always feel that way. We shouldn't feel, um, like below others. So know that we'll be arrogant or something, but we should always at least should be proud of ourselves that yeah we are the protectors of Allah's book, and Allah should continue to make it easy for everyone and Marja and Haze and. Those are aspiring Allah make it easy for everybody. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.
0: Wa alaykum as wa rahmatullahi wa want to say a big jazakum allahu khairan to you for your time and effort and for passionately explaining all of what you did. Explain to us today. We really, really appreciate you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you abundantly and reward you for al-dune wa al Amen. Amen. And to all of our listeners, we really, really do hope you enjoyed this session. This is a call to action to all of us. Let us make the Quran a part of our lives and let us um, always, always pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us with it and to make it easy for us to memorize and to also teach others and work with all we learn um, from it. And we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all our effort and make this memorization. And Hujja for us on the day of Qiyamah and that's against us. Ameen. If you have any comments or questions for us, you can send us a mail at QuranTyco3 at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram at QuranTyco. Please do make sure to share this with your friends and families. Remember, when you call someone to good, you get the word of that good as well. Khairan as you do so. دليل لجنة الرحمن